Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, this hour we're going to hear from Mike Tomlin because the Steelers beat the Browns. No, not the Browns. Beat the Bengals. The Browns lost to Denver. Yeah, it was not a great day for the Ohio teams. NFL Week 12, the Bengals no longer have Joe Burrow. Uh, The report is that he is scheduled for the surgery on Monday. So he will go under the knife on Monday and will then start his healing process. Uh, So the Bengals have now fallen uh, below 500 at 5-6. And and the Browns are 7-4, and which still puts them in playoff position. Uh, However... They're unable to get that victory in Denver. And now we've question marks about their quarterback because Dorian Thompson Robinson had a head injury, did not return to the game. PJ Walker had to come in. Yeah, they got a lot of guys who are part of the walking wounded. Miles Garrett playing uh, with a shoulder injury and had his shoulder in a sling after the game. So we're going to get to... Steelers and Bengals coming up, and Mike Tomlin, if you will, uh, shoot a hostage. And then in that division, which is still one of the toughest in football, the Ravens have the best record in the AFC. They're 9-3 and three after a win Sunday night, and then they go into their bye. Not bad. It's good, good time to break if you can get it. Uh, and also, that game is on NFL Network now if you would like to see it in all of its glory. It was a slog fest for... A, a good portion of it. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Good morning to you. If you are awake on your Monday, it's a Cyber Monday. All you got to do is open up a browser on the web and you'll see all these various deals, uh, theoretically for Christmas shopping, but how often do people buy stuff for themselves on Cyber Monday or even Black Friday? So yeah, they're expected to be billions of dollars that are spent on Cyber Monday. So that's today. Giving Tuesday then follows Cyber Monday uh, where you're not giving to the retail outlets, but you're supposed to be giving to your favorite charity or project or or favorite cause. So I hope that you will take advantage of that as well. Good tax deductions too. Uh, For us, the dust is settling on week 12 in the NFL and rivalry weekend in college football. Got to get to some of the college because the end of the Iron Bowl was as good as the kick six going back to... Hmm, was it 2011? No, 2013? It's been a decade. It's been a decade since the kick six, but this one is right up there as a finish that will leave you just breathless. Uh, so we want to do a little college football to Ohio State, Michigan over the weekend. And now Jim Harbaugh is back from his mandated sabbatical, although he says he never left. So if we don't get to all the college football in this edition of the show, we'll certainly work it in on Monday night into our Tuesday morning. It's After Hours on our Facebook page or After Hours CBS on Twitter. And we want you to vote for Monday MVP. 
And then our phone number is 855-212-4227. That's 855-212-4CBS. We still have a lot to get to. Uh, Some of the games with more implications than others. And some of the games that kind of extend the storylines in the NFL this season that I think are catching people by surprise. The fact that the Indianapolis Colts are now 6-5 and and a playoff team. Okay, that's not so. It's not even Anthony Richardson. It's Gardner Minshew. But but it's not just Gardner Minshew now. It's Jonathan Taylor finding a groove, right? It's the fact that Jonathan Taylor is back into that form that we saw from him when he led the NFL in rushing a couple years ago, or he and Derrick Henry going back and forth a couple years ago. This is a, a team in the Colts that has found an identity And as long as Minshew is not turning the ball over exhaustively. Now, he did have an interception in this game that led to a Mike Evans touchdown catch. But if he can limit the mistakes, we know he can make plays with his arm, with his legs. He's always running around like his pants are on fire. Uh, But as long as he can limit the mistakes, this is a team and a formula that can win. And so I love what we're seeing from Jonathan Taylor now. I like the fact that the Colts have a bell cow again. 7.45 to go in the fourth quarter. The Colts lead by three. Minshew goes out of the gun. Ball between the hash marks. Taylor's is back to the right side. Isaiah McKenzie is the slot receiver to the right. Shotgun snap. Gives it to Taylor. And he backpedals his way in. Touchdown! Jonathan Taylor. Two rushing touchdowns today for JT. Colts extend their lead. It's 26-17 to 17 as the confetti flies here at Lucas Oil. That's a reason for confetti. I like that. I like that it's, it's Taylor and he's made up for the consternation and the frustration that he caused the franchise. I don't know if he still wants out. Maybe he does. Or maybe they can mend those broken down fences and permanently rebuild the bridge, whatever it is. The Colts thought they were going to have a rookie quarterback and maybe their veteran running back would resurface at some point. Instead, it's Gardner Minshew and it's a Jonathan Taylor that is running like he's one of the best in the league. Matt Taylor on Colts radio. So he goes for just shy of a hundred yards and a couple of touchdowns. And there were multiple interceptions by the quarterbacks that led to touchdowns for the other team, so they kind of cancel each other out. But that mid-fourth quarter Jonathan Taylor score is what gives them the edge, and then the Indy defense forces a Baker Mayfield fumble, and the threat is over with about 90 seconds to go. Honestly, this has got to be one of the biggest surprises of the season. Not the only one, but the fact that the Colts are actually above 500. And then it's the offense that is looking efficient. I have the answer for you, I tell you. I mean, you always try to go out there and have that type of performance moving the football. Um, But, you know, we played well. Guys went out there, played hard, and uh, we made plays today. That's it, hang, you know. That's uh, which one, you know, a coach that'll trust you to put you in those situations. I'm um, sorry, what? You know, he can be aggressive, but I think that comes out of trust. And, you know, uh, it's good when you have a coach that trusts you like that and you want to do everything you can to pay him back for it. Uh, what did he say? Something about hanging? Let's it hang, you know. He lets it hang. 
Gardner Minshew. Uh, we need to start putting together a montage of Gardner Minshew audio. I wouldn't understand half of what he was saying, but this is the same Gardner Minshew that a few years ago had a trailer of some sort, and he pulled it cross-country during the offseason and took photos of himself and cut off denim jeans. He likes to wear overalls now and then. Let's it hang, you know. He lets it hang. Well, not it. It's not hanging, but he does. Well. <laughs> Actually, it, it may very well be. <laughs> very right. confident backup. <laughs> Min Chu. Min Chow. <laughs> Me sure. Oh, and on that note, I'm not blushing, you're blushing. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Yes, the Colts are at 6-5, and five, and the AFC South as a whole is goofy. Yes, the Jaguars are there on top, as many people expected coming out of last season. But dare I say, the South has the same number of teams above 500 as the North in the AFC. What? In fact, the South has more teams above 500 than the West or the East. Come on. You must be joking. I mean, along with the Colts, D'Amico Ryans in his first year as the head coach of the Texans, they're also making waves. And whether they win or lose, they're setting themselves up to be a contender in the future. They are building the foundation right now, and I love what I see from the Texans. I enjoy watching them play so much. And if you missed the game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, well, you missed a lot of entertainment. Bang for the buck, if you will. It was kind of a slow start for the Texans. Actually, they were hosting the Jags at home, and Jacksonville is up 13-7 at halftime. Trevor Lawrence with a rushing touchdown, but he also has an interception then to open the second half. And Houston ends up with a short field, which is dangerous. Third and goal at the one. I formation, Singletary, and Beck. CJ. Back to pass. Runs to the right side. Stroud runs across. High stepping. Touchdown, CJ Stroud. CJ Strong. Stroud runs in for the TD, and the extra point can take the lead. Mark Vandermeer on Texans Radio. Yeah, that C.J. CJ, uh, CJ Stroud rushing touchdown with authority as well. He's so much fun. I don't know if they'll be the freshman wall. Sometimes there is this point where rookies hit a wall because they've never played a season this long, so it's mentally and physically exhausting. Um, You see it sometimes in college football as well or college basketball too when athletes make the jump from high school to college. Uh, So just getting to that next level and for NFL players, especially rookies, adjusting to the fact that it's now your full-time job. And so maybe it will happen. Maybe there'll be a point at which he takes a step back or I don't know, we see the effects of a full season. But winning tends to keep guys engaged and and keep the challenges fresh and they're excited and they're full of anticipation and he's obviously young and has a ton of energy and athleticism and so maybe he will avoid that and that'd be awesome cj strong <laughs> now trevor lawrence may be a quarterback 
who takes his mistakes harder than any other quarterback in the league. He gets really frustrated with himself. But more than that, he wants to go right back out on the field. He grabs his helmet. He wants to go right back out there and answer after he makes a mistake like he did following that interception. Third down and goal from the one-yard line. Can you stick it in from the one? Can you retake the lead at NRG Stadium? 434 in the third. Shotgun for Trevor. Play clock at five. ETN the running back. Trevor drops. Looks. Looks. Fires back in the end zone. Caught for the touchdown. Touchdown in the back of the end zone to Calvin Ridley and Jacksonville has taken the lead. How good is that? (laughs) Calvin Ridley has been a great addition to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'd like... Well, I think we'll see even more. I'd like to see him now moving forward year two, year three, depending on how long he stays. But another weapon for the Jags, that's Frank Frangie on their radio network. So they also get the two-point conversion. And so they're up 21-14, tack on the field goal early in the fourth quarter. And they've got a position of strength, right? So even though they're in Houston, where, by the way, the Jaguars have been perfect on the road this season. Uh, it, it just the only thing that could derail them, in my opinion, were questionable decisions. I did not like the decision to go for a 55 yard field goal in the fourth quarter. Uh, that was Doug Peterson's choice. And it, I don't know. I, to me, that's felt risky. It felt like you were taking a lower percentage kick and you were then handing the ball to C.J. Stroud in Houston with a short field. And that's exactly what happened because they were able, Houston gets the ball back and the Texans are able to move the ball really quickly. And before you know it, uh uh-oh. Third and six at the Jacksonville 17. Two receivers left. Here's the snap. Here's Stroud looking. Stroud scrambling to the right. Dumps it off to Collins over the middle and he walks in. Touchdown, Houston. Stroud to Nico. The whole idea for the Jaguars would have been to keep the ball out of CJ's hands. And instead, not only do you give the ball back to him, but you hand it to him and put your defense at a distinct disadvantage. So I didn't love that choice, especially in that moment in the fourth quarter. But the Nico Collins touchdown grab uh, with about five minutes to go brings the Texans within three. So then the Houston defense, that D'Amico Ryan's defense, forces a punt. And so with three minutes to go, oh, buckle up. Isn't this the type of situation where C.J. Stroud has excelled this season? It's been so much fun to see him go out there uh, and play as though he's been in the league for years and not brand new. Uh, Josh Allen... Not the quarterback, Josh Allen, but the pass rusher, Josh Allen. Uh, This is where he earned his spot in the Monday MVP poll. So you can check it out on our show Twitter, After Hours CBS, or our Facebook page. It's not the Bills' Josh Allen, though he had a nice game as well. It's the Jags' Josh Allen. One and a half sacks on this final possession. He had two and a half sacks on the game, plus two tackles for loss. He was a beast like the other Josh. And because of the way that he kept pushing the Texans back, it turns into an uber-long field goal try by Matt Amendola.
This is one of those moments that you're going to see over and over if you watch any type of YouTube or any type of NFL highlight show just because, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. It was, well, it is a game of inches. Johnson puts it down. There's the kick. The 58-yard field goal is, it hits the crossbar. It is no good. It hit the crossbar and came back. The field goal is no good. And the Jags take over. It'll take a knee one time. Wow. Are you kidding me? <laughs> if that was from 57, Frank, it's good. 57 and a half, it's good. <laughs> I mean, I was watching that thing track. I'm like, oh, no. He might have enough, and that thing hits the crossbar and ricochets back into the play of field, and one snap, and this team has come to Houston. Take a knee, Trevor. Take that knee. Let's get out of here. With a two-game lead in the AFC South. Trevor takes a knee. That'll do it. I don't know how other people will take it, but it doesn't really matter. I think it's... This was a huge division game. You look at you know how well Houston's been playing. They're kind of they were kind of nipping our at our heels <clears throat> in the division. Um, so this was a big game. I mean, they they win this game, we're all square, and they they beat us twice. So they're first place in the division, and, and we don't really control our own destiny anymore. Um, of course, you do in other senses, you know, wild card and so many all those things, big picture. But you know, for us to be able to continue to control our own destiny and. It's up to us and how we play. We just keep winning. Um, we don't have anything to worry about. We're, we're, we're going to find ourselves in a good spot. Before you vote for Josh Allen for Monday MVP or cast your vote for Monday MVP, maybe you should hear from Allen. And this was on NFL Network uh, on that final defensive. We, we can call it a stand because the field goal was missed. Uh, but him having the sack and a half, the defense forcing a really long kick, and then Josh watching that fly through the air. Man, just keep on fighting, man. Uh, that was just a defensive stand. The offense put us put us in a position to where we had to go out there and finish. You know, we put the offense in bad position as well. So, for us, man, it's just to, you know, depend on each other, count on your techniques, and really have God by your side. You can vote for Josh. You can, I think a lot of people are going to believe that's the Bills, Josh Allen. Uh, you can also vote for Jalen Hurts, a massive performance for him. Five touchdowns, including a huge second half. Um, other options in Monday MVP, we always take your write-in votes. Uh, but the other options we have in the poll are Jonathan Taylor, who we just talked about, the AFC South with uh, a special game, two touchdowns and nearly 100 yards. And Kyron Williams, we haven't gotten to yet. Uh, man, 200 yards of total offense for the Rams rookie. So that's up and available on our social media. Uh, C.J. Stroud and the Texans don't get it done on that final drive. And so credit the Jaguars defense. But man, this is already a team that is taking on his brashness and his boldness and following this guy fearlessly. There's a lot of veterans on my on, on this team, and the way they look at me before we go out there, or or just any play at practice, however wherever we're at, they always give me that confidence, and um, they they show me that they really do trust in me, and I trust in them right back. Not a missed opportunity for us is one that, of course, we didn't play our best, and as I told our guys, you don't play your best, you don't execute versus a good team. This is what happens, right? There's no need to hold our head or sulk about anything. Like we got to do something about it. 
when we're out there on the field, right? We got to execute. We got to play better. You play better, you'll win the game. And today we didn't deserve to win because we didn't play good enough. So the Texans fall to the Jaguars. They maintain that lead atop the AFC South. They're eight and three. So every leader, division leader in the AFC is sitting on three losses. The Ravens have the extra win because of Sunday Night Football, and they have yet to take their bye, so that happens in Week 13. The AFC is stacked. The NFC has the Eagles with the best record in football at 10-1. and one. The Cowboys are 8-3. and three. The Lions are 8-3. and three. The Niners are 8-3. and three. I mean, there is not much separation among the best in the NFL. Did you notice, by the way, that Thanksgiving Day was all NFC? It's kind of interesting. I'm not sure why they did that, if that was on purpose. I, I know Detroit and Dallas, uh, they always end up playing Thanksgiving, but I thought that was kind of interesting. And then we had the AFC East matchup on Black Friday. So coming up, let's get to Kyron Williams and the Rams. Matthew Stafford with a massive game himself. We'll look at the NFC West because it was Niners and Seahawks on Thanksgiving Day. You can find me on Twitter, ALaw Radio, our Facebook page too. Good morning. Ouch! It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You are hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the After Hours Podcast. with Matthew Stafford. Brings to Marcus Robinson in motion from his left. Back to throw. Stafford lobs it. Left side. End zone. Caught! Touchdown, Kyron Williams! Touchdown, L.A.! The second-year tailback takes a bow after his second receiving touchdown of the day. It's four and counting for Matthew Stafford. And now this playoff push has teeth. L.A. in position to sweep Arizona and win back-to-back games for the first time this year. Off the field, on the money, and after hours, it's time to talk football with Amy Lawrence. What a game for the Los Angeles Rams offense. 
in the desert against the Cardinals. Really, they peaked on the first drive, and after that, it was it was a mess for the Cardinals. Even though Kyler Murray is back, he can't play every position, and honestly, you don't want him to. Uh, and so the way that the Rams were able to do literally anything they wanted on offense. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty evident. Stafford finishes with 229 yards and four touchdowns. He does throw a pick. But Kyron Williams, the rookie returning from injury, has more than 200 total yards himself, as well as a pair of receiving touchdowns. And I don't know why they seem to be using the word playoff a bunch around L.A., maybe because they've got well, a couple of guys who are still on board from their Super Bowl win. But, yeah, here they are at 5-6, and six and they're starting to talk about the possibilities. Played a little bit better, a little bit cleaner football, and, and got to continue to get better. You know, I think it um, starts with the week of practice, uh, and then you got to go out there in the three-hour window on Sundays and, and execute at a high level. Obviously, big challenges coming up, uh, but got to take it one week at a time. It's one week at a time. You know, I think uh, you also know what the goal is at the end of the day, um, but you gotta have this, you know, this being nearsighted and saying, "Hey, what's, what do we need to do this week to make sure we're, you know, working towards that goal?" And you know, knowing that at the end of the at the end of the season, you know, you hope that things come together and give yourself an opportunity to play those extra games. But we we are really taking it, you know, a day at a time, a week at a time. <laughs> Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford, they were not standing right next to each other as they said that. We got to take it one game at a time. But here's what's on the horizon for the Rams who have won back-to-back games in their own division. Though before that, they had lost three in a row. Now remember, Matthew Stafford was injured. He's back now. Uh, They do have actually Carson Wentz on their roster, and he was in the game on Sunday once they had pulled Stafford, but they need him to stay healthy. But certainly Kyron Williams, one of those great young players uh, that Matthew's wife, Kelly, has indicated that he was... He was uh, feeling like a fish out of water among all the young guys in the Rams locker room. They've got Browns and Ravens coming up. So back to back, they've got Browns and Ravens in the AFC North. Those are going to be some major tests. Still to come on their schedule, though, they go Commanders, Saints, Giants, all teams that are below 500. They finish at the 49ers. And you wonder, could that be a game that might have playoff implications. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. There were four for five in the red zone, which was important too. Uh, And nearly 10 extra minutes with the football. So what about the Cardinals? Uh, Kyler Murray, he was asked whether or not he's discouraged in his return from the torn ACL. Staying positive, staying positive. This is my third game, seventh week of practice. There's obviously growing pains with this. You know, it's... um, you know, it's, like I said, it's my third game, a new scheme, new everything for me. Um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not discouraged at all by it. You know, I know we'll we'll be better because of it. But you know, these are some of the things that we got to go through uh, as part of it. So Kyler Murray will continue to look more comfortable. Uh, the team, though, is it's not built at this point to succeed. We know that they're in another rebuild mode. And and having not had him for the first chunk of the season, the Josh Jobs story is great, but now he is Minnesota's property. <laughs> and actually, the Vikings and the Bears are your Monday night game from the NFC North. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. While we're talking about the NFC West, so that was Rams and Cardinals on Sunday, but one of the Thanksgiving Day games came from the West as well. They were in Seattle, and it was the Niners who were making quick work of the Seahawks. Now comes tighter, right, but still lines up 
behind the offensive line. They give it to Debo Samuel, a walk-in touchdown. Touchdown! San Francisco! 49ers out of the eye on first and goal from the eight. Toss it to McCaffrey, running left. Waits for a lane to open up. Finds one, cuts right to the five. Spinning his way towards the goal line. And in! Touchdown 49ers! You hear both the local call with Greg Papa on Niners Radio and then Ryan Radke on Westwood One. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey was over 100 yards in the first half himself. He had a couple of touchdowns, and the Niners put up 24 points before the break. Nearly 400 yards of offense, not a whole lot for Brock Purdy to do. Just stand back and and watch his weapons go to work. 169 rushing yards. You want to talk about making the Niners even more formidable. When they can run the ball like that and they possess the ball the way they do, plus their defense, it's almost like you get hit high and you get hit low. So they limit the mistakes. They sack Geno six different times. They have a couple of takeaways. Yeah, this was an onslaught for the Niners as they win their fourth in a row against Seattle. And did you see the video of George Kittle grabbing the turkey? So there was a, this was a nationally televised game, of course. And I think he grabbed it off of one of the TV sets. Somebody had a turkey out there on set and they were doing the broadcast from the field. And George Kittle, instead of getting the leg or getting a, a piece of turkey, grabs the entire platter and just takes off to the locker room. And so <laughs> afterwards, uh, Christian was talking about getting a chance to eat the turkey. <laughs> and after the four losses in a row for the Niners... They've righted the ship now, so they've got three consecutive wins, and it feels much more like this is the Niners who we should expect the rest of the way. I guess ever since we got Chase Young, things kind of flipped oh, around, didn't they? Oh, sweet. Um, but it's, it's a combination of things. I mean, just us playing together as a unit, you know, the rush and the coverage, um, winning on third down has been crucial for us. You see today, I think they were like one for nine on third down. That's winning football all day long, so... Uh, we got to keep it going. There's there's still room for improvement out there. Uh, I feel like we really could have snuffed them out, but it. Uh, I'll take I'll take what we did. If I could pick a Niner to have on the show, I do love Brock, and I think Christian's great. But Fred Warner might be one of my favorite defensive players in the NFL. He always gives elaborate answers he doesn't just give you the pat answer or the coach speak or the cliches I mean he's really passionate as well I remember we heard it I can't remember who it was in preseason uh, and he does point to the fact that they acquired Chase Young which has been a big lift for their defense uh, but he's he's one of the leaders he's so accountable and he wants everyone else around him to be accountable but do you remember in preseason when Brock got cleared to play and they were they were all excited. They'd gotten the news that Purdy was cleared to play. I think that was the occasion. Oh, no, no. I take it back. It was the Nick Bosa contract. That's what it was. It wasn't Brock Purdy. It was the Bosa contract. And everybody's all excited because the news broke while Kyle Shanahan was at a press conference. So it's like filtering back into the locker room as they're getting ready for practice. And Fred was screaming and running up and down the hallways. 
And one of his teammates said, well, you never really know with Fred. He gets excited about practice. So he'll run up and down the hallways just because they're practicing. Um, but that's kind of Fred. I mean, he's he's intense and he's a ball hawk and he's right in the middle of the action all the time. And he says Chase Young has been the catalyst and a turning point for the Niners defense. They certainly do have a bunch of veterans that I would not want to run into if I were a back. No, thank you. Or... <laughs> That's Fred. <laughs> can we please get Fred on the show? <laughs> Just to see if we can make him laugh. All right, coming up, Steelers, Browns. What else do I want to do? We'll try to squeeze in a little of the Alabama. You know, it works. Alabama-Auburn along with Steelers-Browns. They're both bitter rivalries. Not quite in-state, but if you know Cleveland and Pittsburgh. So I... Had uh, my mom's whole side of the family is from the Youngstown area, which is roughly halfway between Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Our neighborhood had driveways and homes that were decorated in gold and black, the the gold and black of the Steelers, or the orange and the brown of Cleveland. And so it it was a divided neighborhood. The rivalry is bitter. That's the same for the Iron Bowl. So let's see if we can do both of those before the top of the hour. On Twitter, after our CBS, you can vote for Monday MVP. Our Facebook page, too. Good morning to you on a Monday. Still getting your Thanksgiving messages on social, which I really appreciate. Uh, good to be back on the radio. It's good to know that many of you are happy that I'm back on the radio. That's uh, some job security, if you will. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Goes under center. Najee the lone setback. A run look with a bunch tight right. Now they break it with motion by Robinson left. They give it to Warren. He goes left. Runs for the goal line. Touchdown, Pittsburgh. The Steelers. Oh, we got a marker down. Hold the phone. And I think Washington is going to be hit with a flag here. Oh, and Mike is out on the field. You know he's upset here. Oh, my goodness. That was just too easy. There's no foul for holding. Touchdown. I think I said it already. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. And confusion ensued. Bill Hillgrove and company on the Steelers radio network. It's actually Najee Harris who gets in from five yards out for a 10-7 lead in Cincinnati. This is the only touchdown for Pittsburgh uh, in this after a Jake Browning interception on the opening drive of the second half. Yes, the Jake Browning era has begun in Cincinnati as Joe Burrow is scheduled to undergo his surgery on Monday. So it's a 14-play, eight-minute drive for the Steelers. That's a nice break for the defense to be sitting on their arses over on the sidelines when generally they are the side of the ball that is having to do all the work and carry all the pressure. T.J. Watt, who is everywhere, welcome to the NFL, Jake Browning. T.J. Watt's your committee. Uh, T.J. Watt says, yeah, the offense actually gave us a chance to, to catch our breath. I think we took 21, 22 snaps in the first quarter or in the first half as a defense, and uh, that's huge. Offense was controlling time of possession. Defense, we were able to get off the field. Uh, obviously didn't like that early drive that ended in a score. But uh, being able to smash the run helps a lot, trying to get them one-dimensional. Um, spent a lot of time on the bench today, and that was awesome as a defense. <laughs> 
TJ Watt spent a lot of time on the bench today. So the Pittsburgh defense has four sacks and a takeaway. They only give up 10 first downs to the Bengals. Again, on the road in Cincinnati, divisional game. You don't care who the quarterback is. But on the flip side, the Steelers' offense, who just has the single touchdown, but also tacks on a pair of field goals. They keep it out of reach in the second half. They don't love their red zone production. They were just one for four, but they were nearly 50% on third down. This in the first game after Mike Tomlin fires the offensive coordinator, Matt Canada. Something else that's worth noting, and I am flummoxed. I'm blown away by this, but it's the truth. I've heard it in multiple places. For the first time in years, 58 games, the Steelers went without at least 400 yards of offense. First time after 58 games that they go under, I'm sorry, over 400 yards, and it comes in their first game without their former OC. I thought we spread the ball around. I thought we, um, you know, changed up things schematically and and did different things, launch points. Um, I thought we attacked attacked, uh, down the field there early when they were in split safeties, and we weren't going to let them sit in that comfortably all day. Uh, we did what we needed to do. I think we came together as a unit. Um, you know, huge shout out to Coach Salk, uh, Coach Falk, and Coach Sully. Um, you know, I think those guys had a great job preparing us this week. I think we did a great job of coming together and staying together in a time of adversity, coming on the road um, and getting a really big time AFC North win that we needed. So, you know, it feels good. Kenny Pickett mentions Eddie Faulkner, who is the running backs coach. Uh, he's now the day-to-day offensive coordinator, and then the quarterbacks coach is Mike Sullivan, who was the one calling the plays on Sunday, so it was Falk and Sully that the young quarterback refers to. Um, They were bottom three, bottom four in the league in yards gained per game. Now, yards is not the only indicator, but it certainly shows or at least demonstrates that your offense is a little more wide open, willing to attack, willing to go downfield, and you get that from Mike Tomlin. So whether or not that'll be the key, The Steelers do get a victory on the road. They've got to find more ways to get into the end zone, but they're 7-4, and same record as the Cleveland Browns, who lost in Denver on Sunday. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. So that's one of the bitter rivalries in the NFL, though right now it's missing a couple key components, of course, uh, with no Joe Burrow as the Bengals lose their third straight and fall to 5-6. and But we thought it would be a fun transition to go from the Sunday rivalry between Steelers and Bengals back to Saturday night under the lights and it's the Iron Bowl so that it used to be on Thursday now it's on Saturday I was watching in a big group of people Bob's family at his mom's house on Saturday night and even grandkids in their early 20s mid 20s didn't want to leave because everybody wanted to see what was going to happen in the end and boy it was worth the wait we really need new phones T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month new iPhone 15s it's better over here. only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 
worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. For Bama. Fourth and goal from the 31-yard line. Here's the snap. Milrose stands in. Let's everybody get downfield. Still standing. He throws into the end zone. He caught it. It's caught. It's caught by Isaiah Bond. Caught by Isaiah Bond in the corner of the end zone. Touchdown, Alabama. The Crimson Tide with 32 seconds to go in the ball game. Throwing a Hail Mary into the corner of the end zone. And Isaiah Bond, who has already caught five catches today. Edge number six as he gets to the corner ahead of DJ James. I'm watching it right now. And first of all, Jalen Milrow had, I don't know, time enough to bake a pumpkin pie in the pocket. He stood back there and waited and waited and waited and was able to watch the play unfold and develop and really didn't see a whole lot of pressure. Now, obviously, defenses don't generally protect against Hail Marys. That sounded wrong. They don't generally pass rush on Hail Marys because what they're trying to do is protect their back end, right? They're they're trying to make sure that they can track all the receivers so that there isn't one open for a late and, and long throw. But in the case of Bama... Milrow was just able to stand back there and watch and watch and watch. Uh, and then he was able to cock and throw. And Isaiah Bond uh, in the corner of the end zone, a ball that only he could catch. He pushes off on his right foot, and then he's able to drag both left and right toes. And so that would have been a touchdown in the pros. Eli Gold uh, with the call on Learfield Sports. He's the Alabama voice. And, man, what a moment And this is after they have multiple penalties that push them back. So it's a fourth down play that results in a stunning win. Fourth and 31. Fourth and 31. That's not even supposed to be a thing. (laughs) But number eight, Alabama, uh, they snatch victory from the jaws of defeat against Auburn. Certainly Hugh Freeze and his Uh, His entire locker room are hurting because they think they've got the biggest upset of their entire season. Man, it's it's a lot of hurt in that locker room, and it stinks. Um, Our kids gave themselves a chance to win the Iron Bowl tonight, and and, uh, that's going to stick with us for a while. We actually practice that play um, every Friday uh, when we do walkthrough and we do special situations. 
Uh, we get in that formation. Everybody runs down the field and runs varying routes in the end zone. Nick Saban, obviously very excited about what happened, what transpired at the end of the Iron Bowl. So, yeah, they were trailing by four, so they couldn't get a field goal. They had to have a touchdown with under two minutes to go. And they actually had a first and goal on the seven-yard line, but got pushed backward, pushed backward. So if you remember, there was the the mishandled snap by Milrow. So they lose nearly 20 yards on what was a bad snap. And then they have an illegal downfield pass because he goes past the line of scrimmage, and then backpedals before he throws the ball on third down. Uh, And so they have those two big moments in which they seemingly lose all their momentum. Uh, But they call this play the grave digger. I didn't know that, but they call it the grave digger. And maybe on uh, our next show, Monday night, we'll do more college football. We'll get to Ohio State, Michigan, and and Georgia, too, surviving a scare against Georgia Tech. Um, But the, the Tide certainly providing the highlight of the college football weekend rivalry weekend. Uh, Nick Saban says his team's always experienced, this is his quote, weird stuff when they play at Jordan Hare. And yeah, the Alabama Crimson Tide, they remain perfect in conference and they have to beat number one Georgia in the SEC championship to make the playoff. But... Their playoff hopes are at least still alive after the victory in the Iron Bowl. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.